Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's test this puppy out, make sure our levels are good. Speaking voice. Okay, cool. Let's check this out. Speaking voice. All right, let's see what that smells like. Beautiful. I am David Webb, and this is... Danny Phantom. And this is, we are What Could Possibly Go Wrong, and today we have... Kai Griffiths. Hey! <laughs> air horn, air horn, air horn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's start with the, with the one everyone else, everyone knows you for most, uh, the one that's most basic. You're a small business owner. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I have a shop in Worcester uh, called Funky Stuff. Hey! Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> keeping it funky. <laughs> um, we started a little over 10 years ago now. Wow. Congratulations. Almost, thank you. Yeah, that's huge. It almost sounds kind of fucked up to say it was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, no, it's, I mean, it's I, weird, I absolutely fucking get it. I'm June, I'm about to have my 10 year. Yeah, uh, and, and it's uh, you know it feels so it, it feels surreal. It does feel surreal. So uh, so where did you start? Yeah, like what so, was funky stuff? Oh man, so yeah. honestly, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Adrian, you know, my closest friend in the world. Yeah, he got out of college. Neither of us had a ton to do. I was I was working as a cook in a small restaurant, um, which I continued to do for the first four years we had the business because you know. When you're 20 and you're starting a business, yeah. you don't make any money. And, uh, so I kept working, and uh, I don't know. We both knew that like we just didn't want to work for anyone else. We had both worked dead end jobs. We worked at grocery stores. I worked in restaurants, and you know, I just I remember thinking like, man, if I ran this business, I would do so many things differently. And I'm like, it doesn't yep. seem that hard to make money on your own. Like I don't. I'm sick of putting up with bullshit. I'm sick of people telling me what to do. Yep. And uh, we said, you know, let's try something out. And, um, you know, I've been doing art my whole life. And it really started off as a spot where I just wanted to show my art. I wanted to show my friend's art. Um, you know, and that was kind of the original idea. Just just kind of start something new and, yeah. and show some art in Worcester. And it's evolved a lot over the years. Yeah, things have like, totally pivoted from that original <laughs> idea. Well, well, not completely, but you yeah, know, mostly not, yeah. not completely, but drastically. But that's good. That's that's yeah. the evolution of concepts. Things yeah. have to sometimes change to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I, I, I always thought it was naive in a sense, and a little bit, um, you know, I. Uh, I always saw from previous businesses I worked in how they were unwilling to adapt. Like they had a, they had a certain vision and they would run that vision into the ground whether it killed them or not. They didn't yeah. care. And I swore when I started my business I'm gonna, I wasn't gonna be stubborn like that. I was gonna yes. go with what worked, you know. And um, essentially for us, what was working was selling gems and minerals. Like it. Um, yep. I always was into geology. Um, I was always into jewelry. Yeah. I, uh, so I had a little section in the shop. It was maybe like 10% of the store, but it generated like 90% of the revenue. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at a certain point, you know, Adrian looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Let's make this a gem and jewelry shop. And we kind of tried to keep the vibe alive a little bit. We sell local artist show. Mm -hmm. um, we still work. We we buy from a lot of local artists and jewelers and that sort of thing. So the original idea hasn't gone completely away, but it's kind of flip flop now. The store is eighty percent gems and minerals. And I mean, it's also the, the layout art. of the shop. You've got walls of minerals, and you you still have like you know local yeah. art, but the yeah. art is now above it. Like yes, it's, it's exactly. not. It's, it's exactly. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, I hope to bring that, you know, kind of 
kind of flavor back into the shop at some point if I have more space you know I'd love to work do a little more consignment with local artists that sort of thing yeah for us it was really a uh, it was a space concern you know we yeah. you know cool thing about gems and minerals they're small they're worth a fair amount of money they yeah don't take, oh, you don't need the you know a 2,500 square foot shop to sell them Facts. keeps your overhead down you know yeah so. dude so are you guys still in, on Webster Street? That was the yeah. word, word, yep. word. So that was yep. like, yeah, the first time yeah. I ever heard of you guys uh, through my cousin, Alex Laza, yep. Um, yep. <laughs> who's now in Colorado. Shout out to him, who yeah. just got engaged also. So yeah. super shout out to him. Yeah. Um, but he was like, yo, um, I'm going to my boy Kai's shop, uh, Funky Stuff, you want to come? And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, what, I mean, why the fuck not? And then I went in there and I was, I could, I just remember thinking like, I've never seen this type of atmosphere, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. in Worcester where everything's yeah. like very super city and this yeah. and that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It gave like a just a new vibe yeah. and I was like, holy shit, this is cool as fuck. I appreciate that. You know what Thank I mean? You. Yeah, Thank so it's like, it was definitely a vibe that Worcester was missing. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad it's here, man. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're still kicking. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of our intention, like, was just to set a certain vibe. Like, it wasn't necessarily about the product. It was, like, about the lifestyle. Like, exactly. It was just, like, that that absolutely worked. Yeah. The, the first time I heard about you guys was also from family. Uh, my father used to, uh, went to a drum circle at a funky stuff like yeah. eight or nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. this, this was about three years before I met you at that uh, retail yeah. class. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, I, I asked, you know, he tried to tell me about it and how uh, he, I think he actually described it as magical, but he was telling me how there was this it. like horse head on this wall and a yeah. lot of local art yeah. and had no real clue what it was. Yeah, but but yeah. it sounded interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I'm honestly not even sure what we were doing. Like, we were, <laughs> I mean, we just knew we wanted to have fun and we wanted to do art and I mean, that, that kind of came out in so many different ways. I mean, we had like, we had nights where we'd just say, everyone bring your Legos and we'd dump them all on the I floor. I have heard we'd about those Lego, Lego We'd all make Lego shit. I mean, we had nights where we just said, bring junk and we'll glue it together and we called it sculpture night. I mean, we had just Fire. like paint nights. Um, man, we tried, we tried all sorts of, sorts of different things when we were starting. And yeah. That sounds fun. That sounds like yeah. community building level shit. It, it was a lot of fun and like, you know, the, things have changed, and honestly, I, I kind of miss that that side of the business. You know, we had to focus so much on the retail and, you know, inevitably the wholesale um, of our product, and some of that community stuff has gone by the wayside, which I which I honestly would, would like to kind of bring back into yeah. the fold. But, you know, like you said earlier, you kind of like you go with what's working at the time. It's been fascinating to me, like, trying to... Because you're, you're doing the same thing I am, which is essentially building a business where no one involved is treated like just a number, which turns out yeah. to be a really fucking difficult way to build, to grow and build a business. It yeah. is. <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, the, the, the end result is some balance of, yeah, money matters, but here's how we interact. And, you know, it's you've still got a culture around your shop of, you know, you're, everyone knows you're a local, like... I don't know. It, it feels local, I but but it has it. to. You know, you, you have to get to wholesale at some yeah. point. Yeah, and I think you can scale in a way where you can still keep kind of a family vibe. You know, I I try to cultivate that with everyone we hire. You know, um, I try to hire either family or friends or or friends of family. I guess. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And and you know, there's a whole every time I hire somebody, there's a whole kind of secondary conversation after the interview that's like how will this person interact with the other people who work here? You yes. know, it's not just like, oh, is this person the best at that job? You know, so like I'd, I'd personally like rather hire somebody who 
will not cause waves and yeah. somebody who will kind of be an integral part of like the social experience with working at Funky Stuff, mm-hmm. not just all about like, oh, does that person have a master's degree in said position we're hiring for? Because yeah. because it does it doesn't matter how educated you are, how good you are at a certain task. If you're an asshole, like <laughs> if you're an asshole, you're gonna fuck up the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you're cultivating a vibe like that, it's almost like like you want. You want people that it's like you could throw a cookout and invite all your employees to and yep. know that everybody's going to have a fucking blast. Exactly, you know? like, exactly. I feel you on that 100%. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's building an environment, you know, you're building you're building more than just, just like you said, employees. It's more yeah. than employment. Exactly. You know? It's like, yo, you're welcomed into this family now. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you, like, you should be somewhat proud to be like, yo, I work at Funky Stuff. Yeah. I work with a bunch of cool individuals yeah. who all get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I almost look at it like when I'm hiring a certain position, like we're building that position together in some ways. Like I have a, yeah. I have a vision for what I want that person to do, but it's not the whole picture. Yes. You yeah. know? Yes. Yeah, I'm hiring a new front desk person right now, and, like, I know exactly what tasks they need to complete, but but essentially the how they do them and what that looks like and involves is not entirely up to them, but but largely up to them. Like, you know, the end result is what matters, and... You know, it's not that it doesn't matter how they get there, but it do, it, it's all, yeah. it's mostly up to them how they get there. For sure. And I, I think that's really good. I mean, I think, like, we've all worked in those jobs where your bosses don't give a shit what you want to do. They're going to tell you what you're going to do. And, like, <laughs> yep. you don't like it, you can eat a dick. And, uh, you know, I always try to remember that. Like, I, I try to, you know, I try to go to the employees and be like, do you like what you're doing? Like, you can be honest with me. Like, yeah. because if you're not, like, maybe we can try something else for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And Facts. I, I know, like... I appreciated that when I like when I worked at the restaurant before they were they were pretty open about that sort of thing they were pretty cool about that sort of thing I I know I appreciated that you know Um, I I was trying to wait tables I you know I could like mouth off sometimes so I didn't like waiting tables because you (laughs) you gotta hold your tongue and so eventually they said you know you want to work in the kitchen and I said yeah I'd love to work in the kitchen isn't that such a nice way to say you're not that great of a people person yeah obviously you are but but like that's wonderful that they recognize that you might flourish more somewhere else yeah you know and so I think that's important to remember like as a business owner like you know try to try to like understand the people you're working with and their personalities and you know everybody's kind of got their skills and and you know where where you think they would they would fit best and try to listen to what they're saying you know that's that's the most important part i guess yeah dude seriously and your industry has a lot of I, I don't know exactly what the best way to describe them is but but the the two employee spots I've got are perfect neurodivergent uh, positions because you know I've got one that's away from people focused on like it's yeah. just technical computer shit yeah. no people yeah. involved all his job is look at computers figure out what's going on yeah. address it yeah. which you know some people that is all they want to fucking do oh, in a yeah. job where they can do yeah. that but, but then there's other people that would be their idea of hell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's, it's you know, you, you can, you, you have the flexibility of, you know, you have customer-facing things, you have, you know, smashing rocks and cleaning them. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, and everything in between. There is. And 
I always kind of think of it like if you if you had to make it black and white, you're like, well, you could divide the types of people into two categories. There's like what you just said: the people who want to work with people and the people who don't. You yeah. know, some yeah. people want to be behind the scenes; they want to just come in and be at a desk and do their thing. And I, other people would fucking hate that. I, you know, so I, I, my partner <laughs> ran into someone who part time sorts gems for you, and I, I had a like, oh my god, that is amazing! Like I yeah. have fifty friends that like they, if they could just like if they knew what they really want. And they could pick what could I get paid full time to do? Yeah. Sorting gems is in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's it's fantastic that you you know give those that those positions to people who appreciate them and and you know like it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of fun with the business. I mean, it's I mean at the end of the day, I think like money money's great. Obviously, that's the end goal. You know? Yeah. Like, but it's it's much more than that. Like, if you're not enjoying your your you're 40 to 60 hours a week. I mean, it's business owners sometimes. Well, I think that's that, we, you know, we didn't get into business <laughs> to, to get rich. We got into business to, to, to not work for someone else. Totally. And yes. if you get rich, like, nice. Win-win. But it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I, I, I say it all the time. Like, if, if someone's generally unhappy and they're not sure why, like, I've, I've seen this with family members, with friends, whatever. I always say, like, first things first, look at what you're doing for work because, yeah, you, you have 24 hours in a day, you know, you get weekends off, whatever, but you know, say for those five days a week, you know, you got 24 hours a day, you're sleeping eight hours, you're working eight hours, yeah, you have eight hours to do your thing. Yeah. That's a, if you're miserable a third of your life, essentially, like it's going to translate to those other eight hours, you know, yeah. sleep right, your free time, you're going to be pissy. Like, yeah. I mean, n- never mind just like your free time and sleeping. People don't think about like your, not just your commute, but, but the the hours on either side of your job that are entirely dictated by what you're about to do in between them. Oh, yeah. for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Or like the 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 um, the spillover from your work day. Like, oh, this person pissed you off at work today. Yeah. Now you're at home, like either telling your partner or venting about it on Facebook or whatever. Now it's consuming more of your free time, oh, and then yeah. you're going to sleep pissed, and you're waking up pissed. Oh, and you're going to work even sure. more pissed. Yeah. And now you're looking for that fight at work, and it's just yeah. like. Dude, I was yeah. You. yeah. It, it does, bro. Yeah. It does. Like before, I before I went full time with uh, my brand and like events and coordinating and all that. I was working at a hospital and I loved the work I was doing, but it was my coworkers that were like not even my coworkers. It was just one coworker. Yeah. And, but it was a small team of us. There was only three of us for yeah. the whole hospital, or four of us for two hospitals. So like we're managing a whole bunch of stuff, and I just didn't jive with this woman. Yeah. And, like, it just, it was to the point that I just couldn't work. Like, I couldn't, I could do my job, but then when I started doing somebody else's job, Mm -hmm. that, like, that's what was getting to me. It was like, okay, now I'm doing my job, and I'm cleaning up after you, and I'm trying to save face. Meanwhile, our bosses are still shitting on us because we're in corporate America, and that's all that happens. Yeah. That's the thing, is, like, I'll do a job I hate if you don't make me hate everything else about being there. Exactly. it seems like all of them are like, yeah, do this horrible, sucky job, and also, <laughs> we're not going to give a shit about anything else around it. Like, yeah, yeah. And then how dare you be miserable? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Right? We're paying you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so I got the hell out of there fast. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, man. It's, it's, it's worth working towards something. It's worth working. And then if you get rich on the way, so yeah, be it. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. like... 
much more at peace these days. Much more at peace. It's actually like a saying that a couple people I'm friends with on Facebook say all the time. Like this one guy runs a music festival out in Western Mass. He's always hashtagging passion over profits. And I like, Mm, always thought about that. You you might know who it is, but it it doesn't matter. So it was right, passion over profits. But then I have another friend who's, you know, close to them who say, always comments under his statuses, but sometimes those passions lead to profits. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the that's like the end goal. You yeah. Know? It's like well, I mean the real end goal is is, you know, the mix. When, yeah. when you know everyone can have their passions and have their profits. But yeah. like, I don't know, I've tried to do that with everything. All of the things I have yeah. gotten passionate about, I have, you know, yeah. not everything, but I've yeah. I've been like, oh, I can make money here and here and here. And in fact I've made a passion out of yeah, being able yeah. to turn passions into into yeah. like side hustles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but but you, you get I don't know. It, it's one the as you're figuring out with with you know funky stuff and everything else. It's once you fo- like the money kind of ruins everything else. Like the it's a transactional thing that is not tied to any of the actual metrics that you really care about. Yeah, mm. for sure. Sometimes it just comes down to like I want you to see this shit. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like or do this thing. Like you know, like with the gems and minerals. Like a lot of it for me was like man, like. I love this stuff. Like, I wish other people, like, were into this. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm a nerd. Like, <laughs> you know, and, like, it's weird because, like, lately it's gotten popular, but, I mean, I remember when we first started, like, we just had people came into stuff all the time, like, what is it? Rocks? They're selling rocks, you know? And, like, <laughs> and it's, like, I'd sit there and I'd be, like, going on and on about why it's cool and why it's interesting. I'd see their eyes glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, like, you know, we used to be nice and spiritualized. like, okay, cool. We sell glass next door, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, no, man. but that's, I feel like, like, working towards your passions or at least working for your passion will if you're doing it for the quote-unquote right reasons will eventually lead to profits i'm just an optimistic guy maybe but i feel like that always kind of works out where it's like if you're if you're looking to make people happy doing what you're doing and you're happy to do it yeah chances are it's gonna pay off whether it's financial or emotional spiritual you know for sure um and i feel like we're all kind of examples of that in this room where it's like we've we've chosen this for ourselves and it's more or less paid off, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for dude. sure. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Hey, it really is. Yeah, I gotta love it, dude. Yeah, that, I gotta love it. <laughs> so, so one of the things I'm realizing that, like, you know, I'm trying to figure... I, I've, I've spent so much time trying to figure out how am I doing things right that other people are doing things wrong. And then I realized this, wait a second, you know, maybe it's like, obviously, I had a lot of opportunities here, and I made a few really good decisions in these particular ways, but, but it's also a lot of... You know, all of these successes make it easier to get other successes. Like, I, I, they, they don't just compound my confidence. They, you know, the more I do right, the easier it gets to do so many other things. And, and I think that's something we've all kind of recognized is when we, we, we essentially pay attention to, you know, you mentioned it earlier with the, with you guys were selling, you know, the gems were 90% of your, your uh, I don't know if it was revenue or profit, what, but like you, you pay attention to what you're doing right and then you double down on that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I think being really self-analytical is super important. It's like, so fucking important. And, and and honestly, like, it might sound cliche, but, like, you should you should always say, you know, I don't know shit. Like, you should always be looking and be like, be like there is always more for me to learn. Like, you, like I think you, you get kind of lost when you think you've, you've got the right idea and no one can tell you any differently or there isn't a way you can change what you're doing. And, like, that translates way beyond business. I think that, that translates to relationships and to life and to your health, like, all mm-hmm. these things. Like, 
you know, like, you, like I, I try to always, maybe to a fault sometimes, be analyzing how I'm living my life and say, how can I change this for the better? And if I really rack my brain and I can't come up with something, then I'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds like that's the, that sounds like the healthy amount. Like, like that's, you know, that's, that's, yeah. then you're just doing a complete self-analysis and being like, okay, yeah, I'm good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but also the contrast of this, like, like you have to recognize, like, it, it, too much of this is obviously bad. I think that's what gets into the realm of anxiety. For like sure. when you start For saying sure. what if, what about, and mm-hmm. you know you you then are concerned. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't know that my whole you know our, our what could possibly go wrong thing is you, you have to know the answer and then you adjust accordingly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sure. sir. Yeah. So. What'd you bring us? Because I've been staring oh, at this box. So. <laughs> <laughs> well. David, uh, I messaged David this morning. I said, "What do you guys drink?" And yeah. he goes, "I'll message Danny." And Danny messages me five minutes later. What do you drink? <laughs> what do you smoke? So, all the things I was gonna bring were off the table. Smoke and drink. So, I brought us some Gerardo's cannolis. Gerardo's, nice. Yes. Which I'm struggling to. Open. Oh yeah, they take both oh, sides. Oh yeah, they do. Okay, so you keep it fresh. So, so this is a great example of that whole okay. uh, uh, of that uh, entrepreneurial sacrifice of profit versus time. I uh, somewhat frequently have found myself uh, getting together with small business owner friends and then wanting to bring pastries. And you realize, holy cannoli, closed on Mondays. Queen's Cups, closed on Mondays. And, you know, it's a great joke of what kind of small business is closed on Mondays because, like, I'm getting together with a small business owner that is also closed on Mondays. And there's so many of us. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Yo, it's got a, got a sort of it. Yo, shout out Gerardo's Bakery. Um, They're delicious. They always do a phenomenal job. This is a spot in White City, right? Uh, this one was actually almost Boston Street. Okay. Nice. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yes, the original. Yes, that's, They're better. Yeah, I, look, <laughs> yeah. I live on that side of town. Oh, right, perfect. Right next perfect, to me. dude. I got a... Um, <laughs> I forget. It was uh, not the carrot cake. I got a carrot cake there, too, which was slamming. But I got a... It was like a, like a strawberry mousse mm. cake... Dude, I like I brought it to my I think I believe it was my mom's house and like to this day we still talk about that cake. Like phenomenal dude. They know what they're doing. Italians (laughs) 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 They know what they're doing. I have gotten uh, what is the uh, lobster tail there. Yes, the Shruyadel. And it's just like the perfect crumbliness and that cream is so different and so perfect. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. So we have a running joke in my in my like rap circle. Of Shfuyadel, like there was a long period of time where I was watching The Sopranos, yeah, and like just watched it all the way through. Phenomenal That's show. Oh my god, it's so good. Even even how old it was, like it still is amazing. But like, I was like, I still need to watch it, dude. You oh, gotta watch man. it. It's it's. Well, but like, <laughs> I I found myself just saying Gabagool and Shfuyadel yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> people don't realize what The Sopranos is a comedy. <laughs> I mean, my girl would sit there and all night. We're like, "Oh, hey!" Yeah, exactly. all looking at each other. <laughs> but that's exactly how they act in the show. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> great. It's, it's great. It's, my oh my, my grandfather was 100 percent Italian too. So like, I you know, and, and my mom obviously is 50 percent. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, so it, it hits home. You know, <laughs> you lived it to yeah. a certain extent. <laughs> yep. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. My my grandfather was like a quintessential Italian too. Like always yelling, and angry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with his hands. Talking with his hands, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, and head home for sure. 
Dude, so yeah. effing good. These are obnoxiously good. I always forget how good these things are fresh, because, like, I get a box of them. I never eat the cannoli first, so then I'm, like, eating it two or three days later yeah. after it's been in the fridge. Yeah, yeah it's so much better. <laughs> mm. Podcast is going to take a lolly. Listen to us all chew. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR, cannoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, whatever you do, go get some cannolis from Gerardo's Bakery. Mm. Wow. Not go wrong. Just listen to three guys mowing around. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So, other than funky stuff, you've done a few murals. What else? What are your other passions? Yeah, I mean... I, I know that they all kind of tie into funky stuff, but separately sure. from that, sure. what else do you do? How how do you love it? Um. Well, art, art I mean, mm-hmm. art is, is everything. I mean, I pretty much every day... I get out of work and, you know, if I can justify it, I paint, um, <laughs> you know, and I hang out at the house, smoke weed, and I paint, you know, those are, <laughs> those are my other main passions, so yeah. I, uh, the mural thing is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat, it's just, you know, it's a big commitment, it, people don't realize how much work that really goes into those, Dude. and, you know, it's a, it's a full-time job, like, you look at something like Ryan Gardell, it's like, yeah. it's unreal to see, like, his production level like mm-hmm. it is just ridiculous it, it is so much work i mean even the things you don't think about prepping the wall you know designing the piece negotiating with the client mm. you know it's it's not just about like getting up there and and painting that's the easy yeah. part honestly it's, yeah. all the, yeah. it's all the prep work and everything it's 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 so much work and uh so so it really is like a second business so you know, I'll try to sneak them in here and there, especially, like, if it's, like, a no-pressure situation. Like, I currently, like, I just did one in our warehouse. I was like, whatever, I do it after work, you know. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I saw month, that. You know? That was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The, 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 but that entire wall, like, has a flow to it. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's it's pretty cool because we had this, we expanded our, our, our warehouse space, and I had this one room where we were just, like, we, it wasn't practical for anything. It was, like, this big room. It's probably, like... 40, 50 feet by like 25 feet. So it's like, it's a, it's yeah. a big room, but it's in the back of the warehouse. So it's up this like tight flight of stairs. Like it was like, private gallery. Do, like it's like, you know, we sell minerals, which are heavy, you know, it's literally <laughs> rocks, you know. So it, it wasn't practical at all. Like you couldn't get a dolly up the stairs easily. Yeah, and you so wouldn't be able like, to get large paintings. Yeah, it's just like, it wasn't practical. And where we are, like, you you know the space, it's still on Canterbury Street. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you've probably even been in that room. It was the upstairs, okay. Joey's old space. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where, like, the wraparound couches were. Yes, like, yes, couches. yes, yes. He actually left me all the couches. Oh, nice! When he moved out of the space. Yes, yeah. So we're like, we have like, you know, ten wrap. We have this huge wraparound couch area. I'm like, let's just turn it into a lounge. I've always wanted one. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like my my dream. Like in high yep. school, one day a lounge. It's like a chill. So uh, we put a projector on the wall. We put Perfect. surround sound. We got the thing. I was like, but but it's it's a it's a warehouse with white white ass walls. So it, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't comfortable in there. So we started. We started banging some art on the walls and hell yeah, yeah it's, it's that's dope, man. That's dope. And you mentioned Ryan Gardell, um, yep. Artifacts Studios, right? Artifact Studios, yeah, shout yep. out to Artifact Studios. Yeah, big um, shout outs. Yeah, huge. The awesome, place awesome. to buy your spray paint in Worcester. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. They also have uh, the first was it paint wall. Isn't that a kind of fascinating concept? That's, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You could go there. You can practice. They have. Um, mm-hmm. They usually have a couple spots too where you can just mm-hmm. bang out shit. You know what I'm saying? And yep. then they have a rotating wall. Yeah. That's like a monthly exhibit. Um, 
very very phenomenal dope spot in Tatling Square. Yep. Like we used to back in high school and like middle school, we used to smoke weed literally right there. Like I was telling Colin mm-hmm. last time I was over there, I was like, dude, we used to walk down this dirt path <laughs> and smoke weed right behind the Why Me place, mm-hmm. and like that was our spot. And now to know that there's a super ill graffiti spot like right mm-hmm. here is just like so dope, man. Mm-hmm. And like like we shot a video there. Shout out to um, Jafet and onyx who shot the video my cousin andre who also who helped out with the photography um and colin for doing a mural for us for the video but that's just like what that space provides it's just like a creative dope atmosphere that artists can thrive because it's like bro it's 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 artist haven just like just like i feel like funky stuff brings that environment it brings a similar environment for creative people to just like Come vibe out. Have a good time. Yeah, you know? for sure. I, I love what Ryan's doing because a lot of the graffiti scene is, for obvious reasons, is super low-key. It's yes. underground. Like, street art is kind of putting its own twist on it and got it kind of more in the limelight. But, like, yeah. the pure graffiti scene, like, still has taken a back seat in a lot yeah. of ways. And it's it's underground. And Ryan's really out here. And he's, like, he's living it. He's all the things we talked about before. He's, yeah. like, he's doing what he loves. He's, he's showing everybody it can work. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's inspiring to see. And like, That's a fact, man. That's a and fact. he's doing it up in Tatnik Square, which is kind of really great. You yeah, know, like, it, it could have yeah. done this in any part of Worcester, and it's nice to see it in kind of the nice area. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it straight is. up. Yeah. We're at the bottom of the airport, dude. Right yeah. there. And a lot of, I mean, there's a, like, you know, graffiti always has this negative connotation where people are like, oh, it's hood rats, you know, vandalizing property. And, like, that's really, like, like, there is a tiny, tiny little portion of the community that's like that, and it's not even really part of the community. That is a very, 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 very minuscule part of graffiti. And, and it, it, graffiti is really about, you know, you know, getting out, doing your thing, showing your work, you know, leveling up. It's not about vandalizing. It's, it's, no. it's not about that at all. And so I think he's kind of helping this area kind of understand that like look at we're we're, we're beautifying you not yeah. not destroying exactly you know? exactly they're so. breaking the stigma because really it, it's a, it's an art of expression it it's, is it's um it's hip-hop you know yeah. what i'm saying where it's yeah. like bro like this is a form of like like uh what do they call it like a humble flex you know what i mean yeah. where it's like yeah. yo i'm this super dope artist but like yeah. you would never know unless you went under this bridge yeah. down the train tracks for a mile yeah and then saw my shit and knew what my tag was yeah, you know what i'm saying so sure. it's like it's like this super super like low-key but like amazing art community it is like yeah. worcester has a long long history of for super sure. nasty graffiti artist. Yeah, yeah. And it's dope that he's doing it, man. And, and you see in some areas, like, um, Barcelona's a good example where they've kind of just, like, encouraged graffiti. They yeah. don't, they decriminalized it. It's not a felony like That's it is fire. here. And, like, I, I see these pictures of these, bri- like, under these bridges where the whole shit is painted and it's, like, this beautiful, like, Like almost, a Michelangelo level. Michelangelo-esque, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, street art and it's, like, Can you imagine how much so be more beautiful? Like, like I, I pass so many, I go under, like, four bridges on my way to work every day any of them would be like 40 times prettier with with art on the bottom and what they're doing is like you somebody will hit a piece and then they'll like gray it out with some gray that doesn't even match the original gray so now you just have this like like (laughs) splotch of gray and it's just like oh my shit like you should have just left the piece up there and it's way better you know honestly Uh, honestly so so i hope you know one day like that's just kind of a little more mainstream where people just kind of accept graffiti as another art form the way like hip-hop was you know in a lot of ways had a lot of backlash and now it's just like 
not just part of our culture. It's probably like it's the, the biggest yeah, front running part no, of straight, our culture. It's the biggest culture on the globe. Like yeah. honestly, like it connects yeah. so many people worldwide. For like sure. you'll see, like like recently, there was this Ukrainian kid rapping about the destruction in his life, yeah. and he's like a young ass kid, and he's yeah. rapping about it. You wow. know what I mean? And it's like that's powerful. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping that we can get to a point where Barcelona is, yeah. where it's like, like. That it's encouraged, you yeah, know what I mean, and yeah. I feel like we can we can make that happen in our generation for sure, yeah, um, yeah. But like, like, cause recently there was um, the Worcester Hip Hop History exhibit put together by Kaz Supernova. Shout out to Kaz, and um, he's been cultivating for years. He's been cultivating just and documenting Worcester's hip hop history from like the late seventies to now. And so they had um, they had an exhibit on 660 Main Street, right there at the corner of Main and, and uh, Chandler. And he he had like some of the most amazing photos and just like posters of old shows and shit. And on one of those was just this massive like massive poster with like five or six different um, pictures of nasty graffiti, like super nasty. Yeah, yeah. Like sick shit, yeah, and uh, yeah. new element was up there. Skull was up there. Cool. Uh, Blaze Diaz was up there, and it was just like a whole bunch of like really fucking awesome shit that a lot of people wouldn't have ever seen otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so to like, put it on display and then just to have yeah. it as a part of history is like, yeah. dude, like this shit needs to be recognized. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. especially since we have all this powwow shit going on, where For it's like sure. we got people from out of state, out of yeah. country coming to paint our walls. It's yeah. like, yo, we have artists in the city Seriously. doing this shit. Yeah, like yeah. hook them up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not to say sure. what they're not doing is amazing. Yeah. It's oh, it phenomenal. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You drive by these schools and I'm like in awe every it, time I see it's them. It's changed yeah. the whole city. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, really yeah. Yeah. You, you can't yeah. go by like there's maybe like probably a handful of of public schools that don't have Arts on right now. It's great, and it's it's amazing, amazing to see. But like, if we if we encourage graffiti artists too yeah. to start like oh, helping out sure. with that shit, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. could you imagine? Oh man, and and I mean, it's it's nice because I I can already see it kind of happening a little bit. Yeah. there like it's transitioned. Like you know, you you see it in some of the bigger cities. You know, yes. New York, some of the more progressive bigger cities where like you know galleries are having shows like featuring graffiti artists and that sort of thing. And I think like you know the. I, I have a feeling anyway, I don't know this for a fact, that a lot of police departments have kind of taken a lot of funding away from trying to bust graffiti artists. That's where dope. like Where, like, you know, back in the 90s, it was like this whole, you know, there was like whole teams of, of uh, there was so much, re so many resources dedicated to like busting these artists. And it's like, it's like, yo, there's like real issues. <laughs> you know, like. And yeah. it, it, it's kind of, I think, in some ways following the trend of, like, weed, for example, you know? Yeah. Like, it's nice to see where, the, like, the funding's not going to, to busting people getting high, and, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, who are we hurting? You know yeah, I mean? honestly. And graffiti is one of those crimes, quote-unquote, that it's like, dude, who are we hurting? Nonviolent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, unless somebody's, like, spray-painting the courthouse and it's like, mm -hmm. F off, judge so-and-so, yeah. you know what I mean? For sure. I mean, and they're probably true. right. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're probably right. But <laughs> nobody's doing that, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. this is this is it's mostly a culture of people who, if they're not just tagging their name to say like, "Yo, I got my name on the most spots in the city" type yeah. thing. It's like, yo, they're putting together an amazing piece yeah. that took time, that took mm -hmm. effort, that took hundreds of dollars because mm -hmm. this paint isn't cheap. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I years ago I I paid a new element to do a piece on my basement because it was cement mm -hmm. in the back. Mm -hmm. And um, I completely underestimated, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, I was, I was still working in Boston yeah. at this time, making like chump change. So I'm like, 
Yeah. I'm like, yo, oh yeah, let's run down to, I, I believe we went to like CC Lowell to yeah, get paint, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, let's go do it, bro. And yeah. like 100, 200 bucks later, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like this, this is more expensive than hiring, hiring the videographer. Honestly, <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. This is crazy. Honestly, yeah. I mean, what are those, the quality spray paint cans are like 10 bucks. Yeah, you know, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you want the real shit. Yeah, sure. yeah. that's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Does it get any better, like, uh, d- nozzle-wise? Like, are the applicants better on higher-end ones, too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they, um, there's a, most of them have interchangeable caps, so they oh, have okay. all different sizes, and, like, you know, some spray out flat, some spray out wide, some are for fine detail, that sort of thing, so you can switch out. And that's, that's kind of the idea. A lot of times, um, it's a different, uh, it's a different cap than like your standard kind of rustoleum paint. Okay, that's um, what I. That's the only thing I've used. And it's, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's um, it's like a fatter cap, and it sits on top, and it's better for control. Um, you can, you can, you know, spray with more pressure or less pressure. Where cool. sometimes like things like rustoleum, it's kind of just all like one yeah. pressure, it just blasts out. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's definitely they're pricier, but but you you get what you pay for, like anything else. Yeah. The quality's better, the application's better, it sticks to everything better. Um, so is there so. mixing involved at, when you're using spray paints, or is it just like layers? They, so it's mostly just layers. Um, but uh, there are some dudes out there who've done some crazy experimental stuff. Like I, there's this guy who's really ridiculous artist he's really uh, progressive his name's Bond True Love and he does these things where like he like makes these gloves where he like hooks up this rubber tubing into like multiple cans and he can like he can like spray with with multiple tips at once and he's done all these really crazy things I feel like I've it. seen that guy he's he's nuts he's yeah. super progressive and, and, <laughs> that and, sounds and amazing he's awesome yeah it's but, nuts dude it's, it was crazy to see him I'm like yo what is he what is, what's going on yeah. like, I just seen him like <laughs> testing it out and then all of a sudden I saw him like yeah it's crazy sick. I'm like this yeah. is like a video game yeah <laughs> like, this is crazy yeah he's wild yeah, um, super ill super ill yeah but uh yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I hope to see graffiti get even more mainstream than it is. I mm-hmm. hope, like, you know, like we we talked about, I hope there's less funding going to to shut it down. And I think people like Ryan are are fighting the good fight. Yeah, you know, and it's it's good to see because, you know, for every every hundred graffiti artists, there's only one who's like dick out like hey i do graffiti this is my government name you know like you know yeah. it takes a lot of balls like he's got a lot of balls for doing that yeah, you know thanks. you're you're fucking you're putting yourself out there with something that's actively illegal and you yes know, it's kind of like the pioneers in the cannabis trade it was just kind of like hey we know it's illegal we don't give a shit we're out here we're yeah, out here doing it you know yeah 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 yep. <laughs> yeah man and um i mean i feel like back in the day too like a lot like it's it's a culture thing, you know what I mean? And it goes back to hip-hop, but also, like, back when I was first under, like first playing video games, like games like Jet Set uh, Radio, if you remember that game, where it's like you were a roller skater, but you could also graffiti. And that was, like, part of the game was yeah. you got points for skating yeah. and grinding and yeah. doing tricks, but you also got points for tagging shit. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with, like, Tony Hawk's Pro oh, like 2, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was a whole thing with snapping yeah. stickers and, and yeah. spray painting. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like, it just came with, what we all thought was cool and normal sure. and like exciting yeah. and fun which yeah. was like yo yeah. extreme sports are fun but so is fucking art you yeah know what i mean yeah. and to think that it was so it is still so illegal is like baffling it is you know what i'm saying it's it like is. what are we doing here yeah guys? exactly you know? exactly but 
I, I, I think, like I said before, I think it's we're the generation that can make it happen, yeah. if any. At least in Worcester, where we could sure. be like, stop penalizing yeah. people yeah. for this shit. And like, I think the change is happening. Like, Pow Wow, I think, did a huge part of that. Like, I, I yeah. feel like before Pow Wow, if you were spray painting a wall anywhere in the city and a cop drove by, they're like, yo, what are you doing? Now it's like, they'll probably give me a high five. Like, they must be some of the Pow Wow guys. Yeah. <laughs> I can hey, definitely see that. You need a coffee <laughs> It's probably people used to associate it with with crime because that was what was right in front of them. Yeah. Um, but but it was also you know used to send a message. Like people would would graffiti things like I don't know stop hate and, and you know people sure. so people so the part of the uh, reason against graffiti wasn't just the uh, you know defacing a property claims and feelings. Yeah. Um, it you know it it was also the quieting voices. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yep, yep. It was, it was don't, don't put your message where I didn't want to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking out towards, like, the greater powers that be, that be, that it's like, yo, man, this shit ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, yeah. make peace, not war type shit. You know what I mean? You yeah. see that everywhere. You see, like, a bomb. Like, you see a, a bombshell with the with the red circle and the cross through it where it's like, you know, yeah. this is this is shit. This is where it comes from. You know what I mean? For it's sure. expression, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fight the power type shit. Yeah, exactly. I just went to a Banksy exhibit a few uh, about a month and a half ago, yeah. and uh, which was you know per- perfect for this. It was so graffiti yeah. and re- yeah. rebellion, yeah. and yeah. Um, one of the more fascinating things I, I learned there was how the, the reason he does uh, his style of art, the stencils, was because he realized if he was going to be doing this regularly, he needed to be able to do it quickly. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that sure. makes a lot of sense, dude. Have you seen the Exit Through the Gift Shop documentary? No. It's, uh, I don't think so. It's awesome to watch. It's a, it, it essentially follows the story of this guy who is super into the graffiti culture, and he kept kind of... He's this guy who's, like, he's a really eccentric dude, and he's he's really goofy, and he uh, he basically started following around all these graffiti artists. Like, he would follow Shepard Fairey, and he's just like, hey, I just want to film you. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not a graffiti artist, but I'll climb up on that billboard with you, and I'll film you, and, like, I'm not going to put it out. I just, like, I'm, I'm trying to just, like, get footage of what you guys are doing. And eventually, Banksy kind of took him under his wing and said, like, you know, film everything I'm doing. Oh, and, that uh, might be the person that I, I might have... Um he might have been one of the people who ran that uh, the exhibit. I could possibly, yeah. He eventually ended up trying his own hand at like pop art, and he like he actually made a lot of money doing it. But um, essentially, the the documentary is about this guy, and it and it kind of shows the way he follows Banksy around. And it's funny to see because like you know you you, you definitely see that side of Banksy just being like you know, this rebellious, like, yeah. an antagonist, and, you know, like, <laughs> especially, like, the best one is, like, he goes to Disney, and he, like, hangs up, you know, a Mickey Mouse, like, hanging from a noose, and, like, <laughs> it, like, goes sideways, or, like, the security catches him, and I yeah. think that's, like, the only time he ever, like, got busted. And, wow. Uh, by Disney, go figure. It. Yeah, by, <laughs> by Disney, and that one was... That that one was brutal, but it's uh it, it's it's worth a watch. No, that sounds yeah. fantastic. <laughs> That's dope. Where is it? What was that called again? Uh, Exit through the gift shop. Where, okay. Yeah. Netflix, Hulu. Uh, I'm honestly not sure what it's on. They say you'll find. I'll Google. It. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's on one of them. I feel like I feel like I've heard that title before though, so maybe I passed like maybe it's passed by my. It's kind of cheeky. It's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things like you know. I fuck with it, man. I fuck yeah. with it. Um, I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick. If we wanna. Pause Let's pause for a moment. Okay, cool. Stop, right? Yeah. Back. 
So, uh, about Worcester and uh, how it has uh, changed over the past whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, did you you grow up in Worcester? Are you from around here? So, I pretty much grew up in Worcester. I moved to Worcester when I was four years old. Um, So, for all conversation's sake, I grew up here. Yeah, thanks. I've seen the change firsthand, (laughs) for sure. I mean, Worcester used to kind of be a, a... I don't know how you guys felt, but... A lot of people use that I'm from Worcester, like, oh, yikes. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, like, and so, yeah, and, and, and that's really not the case these days. Like, no. Worcester's gotten a much better reputation. I've seen, um, I've seen the change firsthand. Mm-hmm. I always kind of say that, like, you can see the change in the city based on the food. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, we've and, always had amazing food and such a great variety. Yeah. But my, my, my thing is, now you, you drive down the street, there's a, there's a mochi donut shop around the corner. There's <laughs> yeah. an empanada place that's surviving. It's like, it's like if you're just selling one specific thing and you're able to survive, that means the city is different. <laughs> because, yeah, facts. you know, like, I, I always sell, like, when that, um, I think, uh, I think it's called Chashu Ramen Open. That's yeah, the, man, the hot pot spot. Yes, yeah, on Park Ave. Oh, yeah, the hot pot spot. And then I was thinking of the one downtown right across from... Um, Right across from City Hall, that's like just pretty much strictly ramen. Oh um, yes, 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 yes. Chashu. I'm thinking Chuan Shabu. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, very yes, similar. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, but Chashu. Yes. And, yes. I, and I always saw like when they open, I'm like, man, if a if a ramen spot that only sells ramen can sur- a high end ramen spot yes. can survive in Worcester at twenty two dollars a bowl, like yes. Worcester's a real city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight up, dude. And they got anime on the TVs. Right. It's yeah, like, it's crazy. I went in there for the first time recently, like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was amazed. I was like, because I had heard about it, and it's actually the same owners from Full Sure in Shrewsbury. Oh, okay. oh that would explain okay. why. Okay. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. See. Yeah, yep. and I had heard that their chicken wings are the same. I love the chicken wings oh, at Full yeah, Sure. Fire. Fire <laughs> chicken wings. So I went there, like strictly, pretty strictly for the chicken wings, but also because I wanted some soup. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and the place was buzzing, dude. Like, like yeah. packed every table. Oh, like, yeah. every table was full. There was only seats at the bar, which I was by myself, so I'm, like, perfect. Yeah. So I go sit at the bar. There's, like, three younger bartenders, you yeah. know what I'm saying, who are all, yeah. like, you know, kind of, like, look somewhat like me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, tat- yeah. tatted out. Yeah. Like, yeah. wear fairly, like, you know, like, yeah. s- quote-unquote stylish gear and then i see bleach playing on this tv i see some anime i've never even heard of on this one and then like fairy tale playing on this one and i'm like all right this is pretty progressive like this is pretty dope you got people from all walks of life sitting at the tables eating because of thai and food yeah but then you got anime on the tv and i'm like this is pretty cool yeah this is nice it is dope to see i mean worcester's always kind of had this blue collar sort of nature to it like growing up it's it's always very blue collar, you know. Places like Herbie's would just excel because it's like you can come here for five dollars, you can get a burger that's a pound, you know. And it's, like, and it's like places like that have just like thrived in the city and like good, you know. That's awesome. I love it, you know. Yeah. But but it's like that's always a sign that like a a, a, a town is turning into a city is when you have a yeah. place that you know has enoki mushrooms on the menu and it's surviving yeah. you know yeah, and it's dude. like and it's cool to see because like i'm definitely a foodie i love food so mm-hmm. much you know and and it's cool to see because now we have options you don't have to go to boston you honestly know, like, dude. yeah yeah we got our first uh they're not ethiopian specific but they have a ethiopian food but there's an uh, on um i think west boylston uh Next to it's like next to a barbershop uh, on West oh, Boylston Street. Yes. And, uh, yeah. When I say West Boylston, it's uh, like on the Gold Star side of it. Yes. Yes, I have seen that. Um, I can't think of the name but but it, uh, oh crap! Um, I do know the name. It's uh, 
Damn it. Well, I will look it up later. But anyways, there, there's fantastic, like, there's there's genuine yeah. Afghan food yeah. across the street from pizza shops, you know, yeah. right next to the DCU bank. It, yeah. it's, it's, there's, it's wonderful to have this in the city. It so is. many different things. It is. It is great to see. Uh, and I mean, even where we're sitting right now, I mean, Kelly Square is a different place. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. one, one of my friends yeah, no. uh, who, who has lived in Worcester for 60 plus years was recently back and said, it's like Harvard Square over there. And yeah. that's it. He's oh, right. It's crazy. I mean, I just <laughs> parked and paid with a credit card. Yeah, no, it's the city's definitely changing. I mean, a, a massive landmark. I mean, a, a big landmark used to be the Galleria yeah. downtown, the, yep. the, the center mall, you know, yep. not, not the center mall, the downtown mall, but yeah. like the Galleria. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I missed that. It had freaking air balloons. Oh, well, yeah. You know what I mean? That like, was the spot when we were kids. I've, yeah. only been, I've only been there like once in my life, and I, yeah. I think I was like six or seven. No, exactly. I was super young, super, super oh, young. Yeah. All I remember is that they had a CVS in there, and they also had a McDonald's in there. Yeah. And I only remember that because we used to harass my mom to get us McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's an amazing Puerto Rican chef, and we would harass her for McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just one of those things that sticks out to me. But just so yeah. that used to be a landmark, but now I feel like the big landmark nowadays is. Polar Park. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. So, is there anything, any any stories that we want to kick off? Uh, I mean, I've got a, a a great Polar Park story. It's not really a Polar Park story. It's a me story, but uh, perfect. Okay. So this is the one time I've been to Polar Park. Um, I was, uh, and I didn't even end up watching. I wasn't watching the game. I was going to. Uh, I, I used to be on the um, the uh, Walk Down Alzheimer's uh, Planning Committee for the Worcester Walk, uh, which I am still doing. And if anyone would like to walk with me or donate to my walk, uh, shoot me a message. I would love to accept donations. And I'll actually put the uh, the link in the description later. Nice. But, uh, you know, getting the, that promotion out of the way. So I was there to do that. And uh, so I'm walking up to the park, uh, and I get a text from the, the person I'm meeting there from the Alzheimer's Association saying, okay, you can just come in, your tickets are waiting, uh, and then come to meet me on the, on the field. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, sorry, found out about this 10 minutes ago. And so the person I was meeting there was genuinely apologetic. She was also flustered and found out about this, like, right beforehand. <laughs> it turns out we had been essentially... I mean, so so, the, so here's the, a little backstory. The, the Red Sox, when they were in Pawtucket, were huge supporters and worked closely with the Alzheimer's Association there. Okay. So they wanted to reestablish that relationship, and uh, no one had informed us of what that entailed. Which apparently is going out onto the field right beforehand. Yeah. And so, so it was me and the, the, this other person who wasn't even from the Worcester branch of the Alzheimer's thing. She was it had driven like fifty minutes to be there that day. Yeah. And was not thrilled. Like neither one of like it was. I had just walked forty minutes to get here. I was not. Neither one of us were presentable. So, so we're, we're we're out we're we're out on the field. Have no fucking clue when we're gonna be like what well, what we're supposed to do if we're expected to say anything. Yeah. So someone finally. Someone with, a, like, a, a, you know, a badge and someone next to them with a clipboard finally comes up to us and is like, okay, in a few minutes, you can just look at the camera and smile. And we're like, okay, great. Thank you. When? And then no one says anything until they're like, come over here. And then we're doing it. And we're waiting. <laughs> so that was it. And then I sit at the table. Uh, I got a $7 slice of pizza uh, and uh, didn't even see the game, but I had the full experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found out later that they, they didn't just, we weren't, we won. I was on the big screen. Oh, okay. So 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 I went to Polar Park yeah. once. So so here's here's the and uh, so so she sent me a photo later, and I'm like, uh, well, we both look awkward as fuck. I am um, I'm I'm I, there's not a, a polite or PG way to say this. My my bulge is prominent. 
And and so so the picture that she sent me was posted by the, oh the go God. go Red so- Worcester Red so- like it was on their Instagram <laughs> of, of, of of me and her awkwardly smiling with with us on the big screen in the background. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could never get the format right. I really wanted to like crop this right to be my grinder picture. But I couldn't do it with that, with with the screen in the background without her, unless like I weirdly blurred her out, which would have not been a good profile picture. The Lister smiley face. Yeah. Oh my, you know what? Actually, that there we go. That's it. <laughs> so, anyways, that's my Polar Park story. Didn't, didn't watch the game. Had a seven dollar slice of pizza, and my junk was on the big screen. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I uh, so. Do you, you know, you, you both know a fuck ton of people in Worcester. Do either one of you know someone that before the park was here was like, you know what, we need a big a big city ballpark. That's what Worcester needs. Does anyone, do I, you know anyone who said that? Not a single oh, soul. I don't know. As a matter of fact, my <laughs> friends were mostly avidly against it. Yeah. <laughs> they were pretty pretty loudly against it. <laughs> it. It seems like there hasn't, like, like you know, objectively. This, yeah, no, I'm I, on their side. I disagree. I, oh, really? I, I, well... I mean, I understood the argument, you know. Well, I, I need to take a step back and say they obviously succeeded. Like, like this. Yes, the, the, yes. the point of the ballpark wasn't to have a ballpark or to have a thing. It was to be able to say we have a ballpark because of all the things that go to a city with a ballpark. Yes. And here we are. Yeah. Us, uh, we, we have gotten past the reputation of uh, Worcester eh, to, well, they have a ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think there is definitely the secondary, like, we're also going to pour a bunch of money around it, and we're going to put a bunch of businesses, like yeah. you talked about, and, and and so I get that. But I, you know, I also understand that, you know, we put the city in a lot of debt. I understand like that that can be crippling in a sense, and you know, I I, I see some of the backlash. I, I I get it, but honestly, I'd be a liar to say like I fully understand the socioeconomics that come along. With the yeah, ballpark, like but, some, be, some people, people act who, like they know, and I, I honestly don't. <laughs> like, I don't fully grasp it, but I don't grasp it. But mostly, but positive. I understand. But it sounds like like there was this that when they announced it and when they promised it, there were a bunch of things that were objectively not met, ranging from yes. who was going to pay for it to who was going to be hired. Like there was supposed to be like twenty percent minority, and it ended up being like two or something yeah, like that. Which is bullshit. Yep. Um, but so so I mean, there's those like, but but also you don't. You know, you you might you don't have to comment on that, but but it is the 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 people who planned it are the are supposed to know their way around this. Like we, yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, not experts in this, but the people yeah. who decide to do this are supposed to either yeah. be experts or consult with experts. Yes, yeah. no, yes, that makes sense. And um, and I mean now now's a good time to tell my story. Now yes, that you please. bring up how they um, completely just lied about how much of these jobs are going to minority groups and this and that. Um, so my story is in regards to the, the Hispanic night, the Latin night. So in the Paw, in the Paw Sox, the Pawtucket Red Sox, they had um, Osos Polares. So it was uh, polar bears in Spanish. That was their Latin night. And um, so the, what is it, the AAA? They're a AAA team? I or, think so. Or mi- minor league. Minor league. Okay, the, minor yeah. league. That's what it is. Yeah. So the MILB has a cup. It's like a cup that, that teams can opt into. It's called the the Copa Divertid, so it's Fun Cup. Um, and on these nights, they can change their name into an alternate Hispanic name for the night, participate in said, said games. The park is going to transform into this super Hispanic you know, place where there's going to have Spanish food and Spanish dancers or singers or both, you know what I mean? Cool. All sounds very great on paper. I'm a fan. Dope. Yeah. Um, 
So by happenstance, my mom my mom works at uh, Central Las Americas off of uh, Sycamore Street, right okay. off of Main Street. Yep. So nonprofit does amazing things for the community. Yep. Um, they have a clinic. They they do outreach. They they do Very a lot cool. of shit for a lot of people. Very cool. You know, um, so the Worcester Red Sox uh, being you know saying that they wanted to tap into the community, all this stuff. They're hosting a. Um, what they called a fan plan meeting at Central Las Americas. My mom, knowing that I'm just a Worcester person, that I'm in the yeah. community, I have a voice and I have a, I have a platform. I'm, yeah. you know, somebody that knows a lot of people. She invites me to the fan plan. I'm like, cool, yeah. well, I'll come, I'll check it out. I want to know more about the park. So yeah. cool. And this was like maybe a year, probably a solid year before the park is even done. Like this was a while before the shit was finished. Yeah. So at this meeting, they give us that blueprint that looks nothing what it looks like now. They're like telling us all about this place. We're like, oh, this looks really cool. And they pass out this sheet that says, just like, it's a little questionnaire, just kind of getting our feel for what how we feel about Polo Park. And then at the bottom of it was, um, if you could rename the team for a night, what would you call us? So I, you know, me being creative, me, I hit him with like five names. I was like, bow, 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 yeah. bow, bow. And one of them was Los Huepas de Worcester, yeah. which is an amazing name. I will never say that's not the greatest name that's ever hit Worcester. Yeah. Like, <laughs> phenomenal name. Yeah, dope. So I give that name up, and the dude who, like, one of the dudes that's running it, like, comes up to me afterwards, and he reads it, and he's like, yo, what, like, Los huepas de Worcester, what does huepa mean? And so I'm like, huepa is is a term or an expression that just means whatever it needs to mean in the moment. It could mean you lost your car keys. It could mean somebody just got knocked out. Yeah. You could have fallen down a flight of stairs. Somebody could have hit a home run. Like, yeah. huepa is yeah, just okay. the universal term for something crazy just happened. So I put him onto that. He's like, okay, cool, 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 whatever, whatever. Um, he still didn't really get it, and then he called over. Um, he called over this this other girl who was working with them, and she kind of explains it to him like, "No, like, this is actually really fucking dope." Yeah. And so um, months pass, months pass. I get a text from my mom, and she's like, "Yo, they they're gonna use your name. Like, they thought it was really cool. Um, like, they're gonna reach out, type shit." I'm like, cool. "I'm pretty ecstatic. Oh, I'm like, yeah. this is dope. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. contributing. This is yeah. this is sick." flash forward um i get emails i I get correspondences like oh we want you to throw the first pitch and you're going to be in our press release so i'm like okay that's pretty humbling like i'll throw the first pitch this and that and like at this point i'm i'm like i'm already kind of hip to the way the world works so it's like i know that i'm not getting compensated for this thing so it kind of felt odd for me to like step out and ask yeah. So I didn't, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be that guy before the, before anything really went down to be yeah. like, yo, so is anybody going to pay me for this? Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so they like, long story short, they built an entire committee around this name called the, the Los Huepas like committee. Yeah. And this is the committee that, that runs all the Hispanic shit that goes on at the park. So they build this committee. Um, I get there the day of to throw the first pitch. It turns out me and everybody who's a part of the committee is throwing the first pitch. So it's like five or six first pitches, which if you know anything about baseball, it's like that like defeats the purpose of the full <laughs> yeah, pitch. It it's, sense, not, yeah. it's not a full pitch. You know what I mean? So but like and that irked me, but I'm not I'm I'm still not that guy that's gonna be like 
this is weird, guys. Yeah. And so it didn't come about until, like, months later where I'm like, yo, I'm feeling kind of slighted because, like, one, merch is selling out back to back to back of Los Huepas. Oh, Like, yeah. selling out, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I didn't even get a jersey. I had to buy a jersey, you know what I'm saying? They didn't give me a jersey. They didn't give me a hat, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I bought my they own used shit. Your idea. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was like, it irked me a certain way, and now it's to the point where I was like, you know, I, I, I did reach out, and I was like, yo, yeah. this feels kind of crusty. You know, I don't yeah. feel as good about this when we started as where we do now. Not yeah. saying that money would have changed that, yeah. but at the same time, like, y'all are profiting immensely off yeah. of this idea. Yeah. And all y'all did was yeah, shout me out lame. in a little press release, and you said, oh, Daniel Velasco's created this. Boom. That Thanks was for the idea. Yeah. Peace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the Red Sox organization. I can only I can only imagine, you know, how many times they've done stuff like this. Or any, I mean, that being yeah. said, I still think that you have some bragging rights to say I was fucked over by the Red Sox. Right. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Wait, yeah. never mind. Yeah. That's all of New England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 like, what gives me a little bit of solace is that I can't say... I created this name or like when I see somebody, I saw somebody recently, I was out and I seen somebody rocking the jersey and I was like, yo, I created that name. Yeah. Like, oh shit, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, "Yeah, no, that's, I'm not going to say more about it, but I did that. And then like my cousins from Virginia came in and you know, Polar Park being where it is, they're coming off of Kelly Square and they're driving by and they're like, yo, I saw the Los Huepas jerseys through the window. You really came up with that shit? And I'm like, yeah, bro, I came up with that shit. Like. Come yeah, on, man. That's a dope ass. You think they thought of that on their own? There's, nah, there's intangibles and stuff. Like exactly. That. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's bittersweet. You know what I mean? Sure. Bittersweet story. And so, sometimes this is kind of the issue with, uh, you know, bureaucratic behavior and also like corporate behaviors. Like it might not have been intentional that like one person was slighting you or something yes. like that. Yeah. It's just, it kind of gets lost in the system. Well, that's the Do you thing. Know this what is, I mean? That's exactly like, what we were talking about earlier with the yeah. money. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not that the person there was like, oh, we're not going to bother giving him credit. Yeah. In Fuck fact, Danny. In fact, <laughs> yeah. as, an, as an organization, they did say, let's make sure to give him credit. And then it got fucked up by the system. Yeah. yeah. But, but like, exactly. the system should have been like, well, I don't know. The, the, that's the thing, though, is like everyone, he participated, you know, they didn't do anything. Whether or not it's wrong on their end is a moral question. If it's illegal or unethical, le- no, not at all. Like, yeah. Because you, yeah. so one, one of my favorite examples of, of a company doing this is, um, I don't know if what they have now, but Moe's used to have lookalikes on all their walls. I remember that. Yeah. And if you think about how brilliant that is, because you know all it they got was people to send in pictures of themselves who looked le- look to like, and yeah. if th- these people won, they got their picture on the wall around Moe's, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in exchange, Moe's gets pictures of, yeah. of, of <laughs> celebrities without using celebrities yeah. while building customer engagement. Yeah, like it's a it's, it's kind of a win 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 all around in that aspect, so long as everyone involved, but but also. You didn't like say, yeah, use my idea and then put it on a on a thing on yeah. on, on you know use it for all your marketing like yes, that's yes, and here's yes. my contract right. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, but, well, yeah, it's, you know, you could have said more at that point, but the fact of the matter is, if you were asking for money at that stage, they would have probably gone with a different idea, regardless of how great yours is. It's yeah, not the sure. way their, their system is not designed to credit anyone's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, bittersweet, um, still kind of cool that they used it, and, I mean, at the very least, and this is what I tell anybody that I tell the story to, is, like, at least we're being represented, you know what I mean? Because WEPA is a very, very... Um, Puerto Rican phrase 
very Hispanic, you know, most yeah. Hispanics will understand, but it's specifically Puerto Rican where it's like, wepa, you Good. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm proud in that aspect that it's like, like anybody that sees that jersey, like, is gonna, is just gonna be like, wow, that's dope. What's Worcester? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you see it in New York, somebody's gonna be like, that's a dope Jersey fam. Like, like actually you in get touch that? with the community versus exactly. being this kind of generic, just like yeah, you know all some white guys in the boardroom came up with a name <laughs> yeah. that yeah. sounds Spanish. Like, polar bears <laughs> but, in but, Spanish. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Come on, yeah. bro. <laughs> but that's the problem. Is you know they're they're essentially taking your concept, not giving you anything for it, and then using it to line their own pockets. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's and that's, that's really what rubs me the wrong way. And if it's not me. Then just donate to Centro, like yeah. donate to the committee. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. give them an X amount of the proceeds, cause my mom's on the committee, cause she's the COO of Centro Las Americas. So it's yeah. like she's in all these emails. She's forwarding me yeah. the emails like constantly of like, this is what they're doing. This is this. But this, this isn't a I mean? Polar Park thing. This is a corporate America thing. Like yeah, you know when is. people have yeah. it's it's the people you know it's like having the uh, when when companies put up the Pride flag just for Pride Month. Yeah, and then take it down like on the last day. Oh, yeah. and, but but it's you know if they're offering a discount or a promotional thing, like what it comes down to is all these places. Like I see a lot with um with, with autism things. You know, there some of them actually do donate, but a lot of them they'll just have things that are you know autism branded yeah. for the month. Yep, and yeah. you know you, you know that that's that's kind of entirely wrong. Like yeah. you're selling to someone using you know this as with, with the same thing with this. If, if it's a Hispanic event, if it's a Hispanic mm-hmm. thing. It should be giving back to the Hispanic, the local Hispanic community. Yeah, sure. Yes, and more, more than just um, like fan service or, or lip service, where it's like, oh, but we're having this Hispanic night. Yeah. Right. We have all the Spanish food. Yeah. We have Spanish dancers. We have Spanish singers. Why aren't you grateful? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, fam, because it's it's more of the same. Like, yeah, we, we can pay you to have this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you grateful? As they put another wad of cash into your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's my story. I mean, as bittersweet as it is, it's still pretty cool that you can see it from, you know, from uh, Chandler Street. Chandler Street. Yeah. Los Huepas de Worcester. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy it with that, cool. you know. Yeah. And this yeah. is, you know, this is a common tale where an artist has some intellectual property that's stolen and used for profits and, and yeah. not credited. I mean, it's a story as old as time, unfortunately. I, I think that's the, the, the startup story for a bunch of different tech companies, too. Like, this Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, but, but that's the thing, is people aren't going into it with our mind. They're not trying to build something for, you know, everyone. They're trying to go in... They're, they're trying to do something in the way that best benefits them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the bottom line is what matters to them. And it's, it's a... You know. And, you know, the bottom... And essentially, you lower or raise... But yeah, you lower their bottom line. It's the way they look at it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately. Exactly. Um, do you have any polar park stories that you'd like to share? So, I'm a, I'm a terrible Worcester, right? I've never been to polar park. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I okay. drive by it every day for work. <laughs> I say, that looks interesting. <laughs> That's a pretty big structure right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I've been walking uh, by it re- regularly on my way to, from to, from and uh, usually from work. I don't think I actually walk through Kelly Square often on the way to work. But, but it, it, the parking across the street that's going up is like ruining the view there. Like that is where I see the sunset every time because yeah. of when I'm walking home. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I don't know. I'm not 
I'm not actually thrilled with what it's, with how our city is turning out. In like it's prettier. It's it looks yeah. a little more like a city, yeah. but like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's a number of things like personally that they could have done to beautify the city that didn't have to do with with putting a baseball park in <laughs> that I would have been fine with. You know, <laughs> there was so many things. I mean, if they put a giant concert venue there, I would have been I would have been stoked. Oh, yeah, you know, like. And I, I do hope that eventually they start doing that. I mean, they have shows at Fenway and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I mean, personally, I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I, I followed it a bit when I was a kid, but, you know, it wasn't, it didn't do it for me. I wasn't sitting there it, like, it, oh, fuck it, yeah, now to, i got something to do on Fridays. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't. You have to pay way really too close me. attention. If you, if, you know? you, if you look away for, like, four seconds during a game, you can miss a really important thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, and I do love sports. I like basketball a lot. I like football a lot. Just, uh whatever reason baseball never really did it for me so it, it didn't excite me i mean the prospect of worcester evolving bringing more potential business and helping out mm-hmm. you know my business i said you know i i could be open to that i i you know that's that's something that i guess excited me in that yeah, sense absolutely um but i mean i haven't had too much more thought about it besides that i mean i have seen some articles that it ended up costing the city way more that, you know, those resources could have been allocated in other ways, which I think that's, you know, yep. really sad and devastating in a way, mm-hmm. you know, but that's basically all I really, that's, that's really all I, I have for thoughts about it. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I feel like one of those promises too, or like one of the things that they combat when people say like it's an attack on businesses in Kelly Square is like, oh, but we're bringing all these people through the area. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but if they have nowhere to park, and if <laughs> our regulars not... have nowhere to park, yeah. then how the fuck are we getting people through the door? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I got a good homie that owns Hangover Pub right down there. Yeah. And, and um, like, he struggles with that. Like, when it's game day, oh, I'm sure he's either cool. slammed or he's dead. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, motherfuckers can't park. Yeah. So, like, people that, that want to go there, people that have been meaning to so, go there. So that's not just the gentrification mm-hmm. of Worcester thing. That's yeah. a... The, like, a, Worcester used to have trams. Like, we used to be... And essentially that... Like, Worcester could be... Like, I walk through Worcester. Worcester has, you know, good sidewalks and could have good bike lanes. Worcester could... But, you know, we could have a really good, you know, we have a better, uh, like, transit system than a lot of places. Yeah. But it still, you know, takes two buses to get to most jobs. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, it, it's sure. it's not, but, but like, we don't need to have this many driving. In. Like, the, the real, I read an article about this a while ago by, um, uh, crap, I wish I remember his last name. Bill something. He used Bill to work, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He used to work for the Worcester, Bill, Bill Shaner. He used to work for the Worcester, um... Uh, magazine right now he does his own thing and it's fantastic and great yeah but he talked about how Worcester used to be a you know that we had all these uh, you know we brought in the DCU we brought in a bunch of different things like they actually specifically mentioned how we used to have that walking mall but we brought in all these attractions that people have to drive to yes and and got rid of our you know affordable housing downtown at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's a, a broader uh, problem too with humanity and, and America in general too is just like our obsession with cars period yeah. you know like like there there is kind of an, an issue with with that in general you know I, I see a lot of other countries that are pouring a lot of money into their trans systems and that sort of thing and not so hyper focused but Americans in general everybody needs their own car and they have to be able to do what they can do at a time. Yeah. And, it, and it's not really practical for <laughs> for the amount of people that live on this earth. Yeah, you know? sure. like, 
And I mean, there's a number of other issues. I mean, we can go down the climate. Change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the fucking want, pollution, yeah. climate change, the, the just yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's expensive wise, dude. Like, if you could yeah. just if you could carpool, like nine times out of ten, yeah. you could just carpool and you'd yeah. save a massive amount of money. I mean, there's there's Uber carpool for a reason. Yeah. Like, it works. You know what I mean? Or like subway systems or trams like you were saying like we could greatly benefit but but this this idea of individualism like but like the hyper focused fucking like selfish individualism where it's like dude like just let somebody give you a ride home honestly come on bro what the fuck I mean I I I go back you know I saw this this documentary that kind of talked about this a little bit and I go back to like whenever it was in the 20s when cars really started becoming mainstream and like Ford was really pushing you know, everybody's got to have a car, you know, every family, you ain't shit unless you got a car, you know? And the stock manager is basically saying, like, if they had used those same resources to establish really proper train systems all over the country, it would have, it would have eventually evolved with, like, trains and trolley systems where there could have, they could have used a lot less land, transportation Mm. would be faster, um, you know, people wouldn't have to, people would be a lot less high, like, death rate, that sort of thing, because accidents are one of, like, the highest you know reasons why people die and uh basically it was just saying that like the the vehicle industry kind of really like pushed this lifestyle upon americans isn't it amazing how much corporate america has like ruined things (laughs) and marketing and advertising has a play in our psyche yeah i was just thinking about this the other day how like part of the reason i haven't been able to outsource my uh you know there's a bunch of different agencies that do specifically computer repair marketing because they can essentially just do it for all of our businesses like we're an industry and they specialize in this so they can use the same marketing with you know different people branding and uh, labels and information but I haven't done with most of those because so many of them use fear tactics and like I understand that that makes sense from a sales perspective and yeah, it's a common marketing thing but but that's not what I'm trying to do but oh, it is no. everywhere oh yeah I mean you, I, I don't know what you guys but the news is unbearable to me you oh know? dude it's I unbearable. can't I literally can't we were watching the Celtics the other night and the news just like came on after and you know we were shooting the shit and it came on after and it was like all of us turned into each other. We're like, "Oh my god!" We're like, "Can you shut this off?" It's like in a matter of seconds. I was like, "Traumatized this, like, yeah, child, you know, dead in the streets." Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, like, I know fear sells, but it's a fucked up mental taxing that that, that they're putting on people. You know, yeah, see how it affects like people's day to day lives. Like, people who like are constantly watching the news. I, I see family members who it's like. It's like they're so hyper focused on death and tragedy, and yeah, it's like it's like this isn't like a healthy way of living, and 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 businesses use it too, like you yes, said, you know, it's it, it's so up. many businesses, but but like I think it's like we've had our our like like we, our our societal culture has been affected by the marketing of I don't know yeah. car companies, but also I don't know what oil companies, etc. Like there there's. Yeah. You know, how about uh, diamonds, uh, like, yeah. uh, for, for engagement rings? I don't remember yeah. who was it, but but this is one of the studies that I've heard refer- referenced before that, you know, someone was, like, said, uh, who was it? Not K. I don't know. Some major diamond company did a thing that it should be three times your salary or some specific metric like that. Oh, yeah. And, Jesus. And, well, not, yeah. not three times. That was an exaggeration. What? De Beers is the company, and they withhold yeah. the... They withhold diamonds and they only release them in small amounts to keep the value at a certain amount because there's way more diamonds out there than what people realize. Like it's actually not that uncommon scarce, of a stone. Yeah. It's not that scarce. But they keep them 
uh, locked away and they only release so much and they inflate the prices. Wow. To the point where somebody actually made a synthetic diamond at one point yeah. that actually scientifically down to the to the molecule was the exact same it was exactly the same except yeah. flawless and they could they could they could make it and what happened was De Beers the, the company who withholds the majority of the diamonds they bought that company and dropped the price way way down on the synthetic diamonds so psychologically people would think that they're shittier wow yeah. and so they would keep their business you know yeah at this point at, at this rate and and keep that that idea that diamonds are worth so much more because if it's so cheap like a synthetic diamond's got to be worthless wow so it, it's fucked up that's interesting <laughs> that's completely interesting and as somebody that's super into jewelry like i have like i'm not even going to say on air how much yeah. money i've invested in gold yeah um like I like the first thing I tell people when they ask me about jewelry or they see yeah. how much I have is like I tell them don't buy diamonds. Diamonds are worthless. Like yeah. don't buy the diamonds because you're gonna buy the diamond at this price. You're gonna yeah. try and sell it anywhere, yeah. and yeah. no one wants it. Oh no, it drops no. through the floor. It's like a it's like a car, brand new car. As soon as yeah. you drive it off the lot, that thing lost ninety percent of its value. Yeah. It's like yeah. just don't buy the diamonds. But yeah. it's interesting to hear you say that because that makes a lot of fucking sense. Dude. Yeah, that makes a lot of I sense. I think there's only like two or three like all diamonds in the world like relate back to like two or three companies like like wow. because they own all the mines in the entire world it's like De Beers there's some Russian company mining is such a good one. example of capitalism because like we're yeah. literally yeah. taking something from the earth like yeah. they're they're yeah. like all they're yeah. doing is the effort of getting yeah. it yeah and yeah. then distributing it and now sure. they are controlling the market around yeah. it well so it's an interesting conversation because like it relates back to my business obviously and mm -hmm. you know um you know, it's talked about all the time and people say, you know, they've seen blood diamonds suddenly come in and they're like, oh, are these like ethically sourced? And, you know, I always kind of have this conversation back where it's like, well, you know, the thing is, it's like you have to think about the consumer, like down to the consumer, like what is more consumable, like this amethyst, you know, chunk or like the precious metals used to make your phone. You know, yeah. and you know the thing is, diamonds are something that are a direct stone that's taken from the earth and marketed really hugely. But you know, unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of the the mining no operations me are this about the lithium in their battery. Like you know, lithium is a yeah. huge one. People yeah. ask me about compute battery life; they're not considering like that. You know, totally. this lithium mines. That's what's the valuable thing, and so, so yeah. Yeah, my technician goes off about lithium mines pretty regularly, and he's right. I mean, it's also partially a Musk hate, but it, it, it's, it, but he's right. You know, there's like these yeah. lithiums. It's just because it's up there with diamonds and and For gems. Sure. So, yeah. anyways, how do you answer that? Like, is there so one? Do you have any clue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I have a decent idea. I mean, I I don't lie. You know, yeah. the reality is, that some of it there there might be some unethical practices going on. A lot of a lot of times, like, culturally, like, what we consider unethical yeah. and what other countries consider ethical is two vastly different did things. You, yeah, did but you that purchase being said, <laughs> That being said, like, the... I have such a niche business. It's so small. Like, the, the, the amount of desirability and what we have in comparison to, say, lithium is yeah. so, so, so minuscule. Like, a lot of times the things that we sell and we specialize in are, like, byproducts of those mines. So, like, you know, Kunzite's a really, like... 
beautiful crystal, and it's essentially like a lithium heavy mineral. It's a and um, it's good. It's a spotamine. It's the name of the of the crystal, and it's just a byproduct of the mine. So whoever owns the lithium mine says, "Oh shit, we hit this patch where like everything's crystallized. This is really beautiful. It sells way more by the pounds than the lithium it it's it would take to or you know that they would extract from it. So a lot of times it's just byproduct." A lot of times we buy from like really small operations, you know, like people yep. who are literally like, like old scraggly dudes, like digging in the <laughs> desert, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, so it, it's a mix, but you know, I mean, we try to be as conscious of that as possible. I try to ask our suppliers, you know, but yeah. you know, I'd be a liar to say that I 100% know where the source of everything. Well, I get it. Get I get the same is, thing with know? computers. I mean, like I yeah. try to buy from essentially recyclers, people who, you know, get yeah. business class computers. And that's mostly because the things that they're getting are built better than, you know, people walking their selling from Best yes. Buy. Yeah. Um, yep. But, but the fact of the matter is, you know, can I be a hundred percent certain that I haven't bought a, a stolen computer? No. Yeah. Can I, not, can, yeah. and when you're buying, like you're in wholesale. If you're you, buying large amounts, especially yeah. when you're, what you're getting comes yeah. from a lot of places, sure. there's no real way of being entirely certain. Yeah, there's no way to be accountable for that. You know, facts, yeah. facts, for sure. It's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, unfortunately, just humanity is bad for the earth. You know, <laughs> yes. like yeah. everything we consume is is, is terrible for the oh, earth, yeah. and it can be traced back. I mean, like you said, as much as we can recycle, you know, you know, it, that's great. You know, I think like. In fact, like thrifting and things like that have gotten so popular is amazing for the yep. world, you know. Vintage yep. clothes. Vintage clothes, that sort of thing. Like fast fashion's horrible, you know. Yeah. And so there's like there's things you there's steps you can take to live a more conscious life but, in that. But the fact sense. of the matter but is it, it's not reality is, is Yeah, the, we're nothing, bad for the earth. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if this episode reaches a million people and something that one of the three of us says uh, resonates with all a hundred percent million of them. Yeah, uh, we it will not make a big enough difference. Like like uh, you know when it comes to For lithium sure. or like like that's that's easy. That's a, like I I'm, I got involved in the right yeah. to repair campaign, yeah. which is essentially trying yeah. to legislate uh, anti uh, planned obsolescence bullshit yeah. that Apple kind of yeah, pioneered. Such bullshit. Yeah. But, but but that's the fact of the matter is like none of like none of the decisions we are making on a day to day basis are uh, like like obviously. Obviously, they affect the environment. Obviously, we need to be aware and responsible. Yeah. But, like, the fact of the matter is that the systems that we are working within make it extremely difficult to live a life that's oh, not, absolutely. you know... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, big corporate, like, behavior is way more impactful than what we do on a day-to-day basis. Like, I always think of, like, the whole plastic straws like yeah. campaign it was like stop using plastic draws you're killing the fucking turtles <laughs> you know and it was like everybody's like we're, we're gonna like start doing you know Starbucks is like we got our yeah. got our paper straws now that, that crumble into your coffee <laughs> right <laughs> like, it was this big thing and like the reality is is like plastic straws make up like point zero 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 one percent of like plastic pollution like yeah. you look at like commercial fishing and you know things like of that nature it's like that makes up so much more and it even goes back to the point where like that straws campaign was actually um originated by like major fishing corporations around the world like that was, was yeah it was like their kind of distraction to be like hey yeah. don't like pay attention to the fact that we have like mile long plastic netting that's yeah. just like destroying coral reefs and they're just like losing them off boats it was like just stop using that plastic straw you piece of shit yeah <laughs> and so so it's one of those things where like i think like sometimes we're kind of like trained to think that like our day-to-day behavior is the reason that like the planet is hurting and the reality is it's it's more 
of a large system yeah, issue. It's, it's, like you were saying. It's a much more macro thing. It is. And my girl, is. like, because I fell into that, you know what I'm saying? I saw that video that went viral of them pulling a straw out of a turtle's nose, you know what I'm For saying? Sure, like, yeah. Like, we probably all yeah. saw, but, like, yeah. like, my son is huge into straws. He loves smoothies, mm -hmm. and he loves straws. He loves mm -hmm. straw in his smoothie. <laughs> so, like, a big thing for me was, like, it, like I, I'm, like, very anxious about recycling. Like, it drives yeah. me up a wall to for see sure. plastic bottles in the trash. Yeah. Like, that'll fucking, yeah. I'll go sideways, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so... At my house, I was the same way, and like my yeah. girl, like my girl's pretty pretty hip, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So she'll she'll like catch me yeah. sometimes. So she'll be like, "Yo, you know, like you know that like Logan Straws contribute to like nothing, and like yeah. there's like yeah. so many more issues going on." And I'm For like, sure. "I'm like, yeah, I get it, but like this yeah. is what I can prevent, like For this sure. here, you know what I'm saying?" To the point that I bought um, like stainless steel straws, and that's yeah. what we use in the house now. But yeah. Like, and, and that intention is great. And I think like on a core level, they need to start moving away from plastics in mm -hmm. general. Like that is what really needs to happen because at the end of the day, like it, what we do doesn't even matter that much because most plastics, they're not actually that recyclable. Like every time they yeah. reprocess a plastic, it degenerates on like a molecular level to not even be reused. So a lot of times like recycling centers like we you know they'll take a, the city recycling whatever it'll go back and then end up in a landfill anyway yeah it's like it's yes. like because because a lot of times they can't actually do anything with this plastic metal's different they can do it with metals yeah yep. but but plastics like just the nature of the compound that makes up these plastics it's like the poly whatever the fuck it is but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it, it doesn't actually like it's not actually recyclable. And exactly. that's like the big fucking like myth that people con. think that, yeah, yeah, it's a big con. It's like, we just need to get away from plastics in general. And like, I don't know what the solution is. I know there's some like crazy research about like fungis and stuff people can use. They're like, they've started I've making I've seen these like, like bubbles of yeah. like, like they're, it's like, I don't actually know what it was, but there was like these edible, it was an alternative to plastic. Um, yeah. It was like an edible bubble for filled with water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they've been figuring it out, but, but, yeah. but the fact of the matter is this is something we need to prioritize. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. that, like you said, is on like a larger scale than the individual. That's on like a corporate level, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's on a, I mean, in infrastructure, I mean, a corporate level, but realistically, you know, I, I don't, you know, this is getting a lot bigger than our podcast, but it's on a government level. This yes, is like, absolutely. this should be enforced absolutely. and incentivized and absolutely. encouraged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's like, how do you, how do you, but like for us, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you say that to them? You know, how do you, how do you reach the masses with that message? You know what I'm saying? Cause like. People are just so ignorant and caught up in their own. I bullshit, think the answer is you know? we un unfortunately our our peers are gonna have to run for political shit. Yeah, yeah. and the problem is, is most of the people who are conscious enough of this, they want to want to stay the fuck away well, from yeah. government. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I should probably like, help like, someone else rather than get into it myself yeah. for a long list of reasons. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and, and like, sure. I mean, so that's something like I I can't say I see myself doing any sort of shit like that, but I will say like my uncle. Um, current CEO of Centro Las Americas, Juan Gomez, was one of the first Hispanic, uh, Puerto Rican. I believe he was the first Puerto Rican on the Worcester City Council. Nice. And so, like, like you said, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna take one of us to step up and well, so do some shit. It's worth know? acknowledging we actually have like the most progressive council we've had. We we we, we have the yeah. first. I think it's the actually the country's first. 
I, I'd have to double check. It might just be Massachusetts, Massachusetts. but we have a non-binary person representing us on wow. our city council. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, fire. they win. They're yeah. they're fantastic. I've been following their posts on Instagram, and they post a lot of, you know, they they they're helping. But the re the real problem is. Uh, you know, it's a, it's an old white boys circle, so you know people don't unless you know someone already in the circle, you have no clue how one how to get into the circle, two yeah. how anything within it, like it's all yeah. a bunch of old jargon and <laughs> like the, the legalese yeah. and so yeah exactly yeah. but but they're educating people on one how it works, what's involved, like what the complications are. Yeah. There's a recent thing with um. Worcester Police Department trying to uh, use funding, uh, sorry, use de-escalation funding for tasers and drones. Drones and tasers. Like, fam, what? Yeah, but, but you know, so they're elaborating on, here's the complication. Here's why my voice isn't making a difference, because they're doing these entirely legitimate uh, stall tactics to complicate, you know, it, it's this, so they're educating people. So mm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, the, the, the one, we should encourage our peers to get into politics, yeah, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and uh, two, um, pay attention and listen to our politicians, because some of them are, are saying how we can help. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to that, man. Shout yeah. out to that. And I feel like city council is one of those things that it's like, it is it is like the people, you know what I mean? Like, you will get a lot more yeah. from those people than you are from, say, a governor or, or yeah. uh, you know, anybody above that, you know what I mean? Like, God forbid you look like, like, it drives me crazy when, when like, even family members, like you were saying before, yeah. that are hip to the news, that it's like, yo, you talk about the president, like he's this all-seeing eye for the yeah, country, yeah. and he does like he waves his wand, and this happens. You know what I mean? And it's like, fam, you know how disconnected he is from all the shit that happens yeah. in our daily life. Like, for sure. he like no, fam, just yeah. no. Like this, this is this is like. It's very, very different how this country works. And you're right. If it started small, if each city council was a little more progressive, if they were making changes, like eventually, the hopefully anyway, the the bigger picture would start to change and it would work mm -hmm. its way up. Yep. I think it, I think it's also tough for us because we have a perspective living in Massachusetts where we live in this kind of liberal-ish yeah. bubble, and like you know, we have issues with things how they're ran around here, thinking it's not progressive enough. It's like. Fuck, man, like, we spent some time in some of the other parts of this country. Oh, like, my God. So when I was first learning about firearms, um, and I ran into a lot of people who had a lot of hate around uh, gun culture, yeah. I was a little confused at first because, you know, they were talking about things that they thought we needed. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a thing. And then I realized, wait a second, no, it's a thing in Massachusetts. Yeah. So, like, here, if you want to get your license to carry, yeah. if you want to buy a gun, you have to go through a background check yeah. um, at the dealer, and you have to take a four-hour safety class yeah. ahead of time. Yeah. Now, that doesn't sound like much, and it isn't much, but it is far more than many, many, yeah. many, many, many other states. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you're 16, you're in Walmart? <laughs> yeah. Not enough for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah uh, well, I think so, but I think, <laughs> I think with a father, you could get a, a, a rifle at some, uh, in some states. Yeah. Uh, it, might be, it might be 18. Um, no, I think, sorry, you, the... the the rifle. Anyways, the father could buy it. The kid could walk out. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, you're this tall, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I you're mean, or, or you know, you could go to a gun uh, to a, a dealer at a at a gun. Sorry, not a dealer. You could go to a, a private seller at a gun show. Whether or not this private seller has been buying for fifty years and is selling their entire collection, or has been buying at similar situations for the past five months and is selling their collection, they can legally sell their collection at a gun show. 
without doing background checks. And that's the whole gun show loophole that people are talking about. Yeah. So I happen to be intimately familiar with, in Massachusetts, we have a, it's called an FA-10 form. And it's essentially a, um, a form saying what the gun is, who the buyer is, who the seller is. And you file it with every personal transfer. Yeah. And then the state has a record of it. Yeah. I don't think, and I don't know if any other state actually has that. Yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. And, and so what it comes down, but, but, but also keep in mind, the entire gun community makes fun of Massachusetts and their laws. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I happen to be in the minority of recognizing that we might have many things right. And there yeah. are a bunch of other, like, more heavily retroactively reinterpreted the assault weapons ban so that something that from like 18 years previously meant that everything was cool, I'm sorry, had been interpreted and understood and treated for 18 years as everything is cool, within these guidelines now means none of these things are cool even if they were within those guidelines. Wow. And so, so like, they haven't enforced this, but she wrecked it out anyways. I have to say, it's somewhat beautiful. She does these things from a consumer protection uh, standpoint and legal... Like, like, so, anyways, the reason I'm trying to bring this up is, you know, the, the government is doing things that are technically protecting people. And the people hate it. You tell people, here's a restriction, it's for your own good, it's for the betterment yeah. of everyone. Yeah. And people's general response is, no, fuck you, unless they are aware of and recognize how it helps them. And I, I think most people yeah. would probably say, I need my car more than I care about I don't know, whatever, the the environment, the yeah. convenience, you know, the safety of pedestrians, the whatever Absolutely. else. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the conversation we kind of had off air a little bit. It's like, it's like this ego problem and yep. maybe, you know, yeah. uh, the solution might be what we suggested off air is that everybody needs a good psychedelic dose. It's yes. more, yeah. <laughs> more psychedelics, yeah. more yeah. cars. Uh, and, I mean, sorry, more psychedelics, yeah. less cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that's yeah. a bumper sticker. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's a very good bumper sticker. I love that. Hell yeah, hell yeah. On, that, that, note. Now, on that note, anyone can take that idea if you actually make it into a bumper sticker. Yeah, and then send us some. Yeah, I want, yeah. I want one. I'll put it on my car right above the eat a dick. <laughs> it looks like it coexists, but it says eat a dick. Eat a dick. No, <laughs> that's great. That's very Worcester. Very yeah. Worcester. Yeah, I love it. Used to be right next to the uh, this car survived Kelly Square. Oh, but then I got a new car, and I, I just can't in good conscience put that. It hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I actually love stuff like that, because like, despite the fact that I sell crystals, I actually love trolling like the woke culture, because it's, <laughs> it's like so abusive a lot of times in nature. Like yeah. People use the kind of like woke culture as a way of like justifying their shitty behaviors. <laughs> and so what, something like, like the coexisting is perfect, because like, <laughs> people like that put that on their bumper sticker, and then like... Like act like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> abuse their partners. <laughs> and and the, 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 it's always the coexist tickers that cut you off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Just exactly. let me cut you off, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this was a great episode. Thank you for joining us, Guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank and you for having me. So, uh, if people want to follow your art, where should they? Uh, where should uh, they go? On Instagram, I'm Kai K A I Griswold G R I Z Z W A L D Kai yes. Griswold. Um, that works. Yeah, any any last-minute shout-outs, any people or businesses or friends, family, lovers? Yeah, um, shout-out to my mom. It was just Mother's Day. Hey! Um, she's been going through a lot. I just want to say that I love her. Um, that's it. That's wonderful. <laughs> shout-out to my mom. Cheers, Mama. All right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Hey, thank you. That's great. Oh, I was going to hit space bar.